All right, everybody, welcome to the Eternal Leadership Podcast. And today I have a friend of mine on. We're going to get together here for uh, lunch or uh, dinner uh, very soon down in Atlanta. Will Owens, Will, Will, welcome. Thank you so much, John. I'm super happy to be here. And, you know, I know that this is going to go out and touch millions and millions of lives. So I'm just ready for it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Well, hey, folks, I want to share with you something. Here's something that I am noticing. I believe this year, as you guys are hearing this coming out of the pandemic, it feels like things are getting a little bit better. What I'm seeing is in the people I'm working with, I think the level of stress, anxiety, being disconnected from the work that we do, the human toll that happened that a lot of us were just so busy, kind of almost in survival mode, where we just had to push a lot of this stuff down and just get through, and it's bubbling to the surface. And I actually uh, was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Will, who's a psychologist. He says just the amount, his caseload right now is beyond anything he's ever had. Right. And so I don't know if you guys can relate to this. Well, actually, here's what I'm guessing is a third of you hearing this right now. You said like, yeah, I'm hurting and I don't know who to talk to or I, I don't I, I'm in a position. I really don't have time to deal with it. A third of you are probably in a pretty good place. And a third of you are like, yeah, it, nothing feels quite right right now. And I could go either way. And I believe that right now, this is a place that we have to step in and understand what's going on. Because a lot of you, you know, as you've gotten to know me over these many years, right, I'm typically pretty upbeat, and I'm positive. I'm so fired up that I got this second chance to live. And my goal every day is to take advantage of this amazing second chance. Now, folks, in that, I have had some really dark, not just days, but weeks, in months, times when thing, God, what God was doing to me just didn't make sense. There were times where that burning bush of hope was barely a pilot light. And Will has also been through a, you know, some similar journeys. I'll tell you a little bit about that here in a second. And Will and I were talking, I said, you know, I think it'd be great to come on today and talk about this. This is what we're going to talk about today from really kind of two perspectives. The first one is, if that's you, and you're in that spot, what can you do? But I also want to talk to the leaders out there. I'm working with two large companies right now. And as I've gotten to know the people that report to him, the people that he's kind of challenged by, he sees their potential. And as I've gotten to know his team, what I'm realizing is, you know what? It's life has happened and they're trying to do their best at work because they're good people. But somebody passed away in their family. They're split apart geographically because of the work situations. Their kids are struggling in college with all kinds of different stuff. And the money and the business situation in their different industries is not like a certainty. And they're absolutely, totally at stress out. They're at their breaking point. So here's a little bit about Will. Will, you're a millennial. Yeah, I, I am definitely a millennial. And wow. <laughs> So millennial, you got an engineering degree. Yes. Um, you've had also a degree in life, in finances and spiritual. <laughs> you got some certifications on spiritual uh, growth and discipling. But you played college and semi-pro basketball. Mm -hmm. And you actually turned down um, a contract to play in China to jump into the corporate world to start building some success and foundation. And you went from FedEx to Pepsi. And then you actually got to this point, you said, hey, you know what, I, I think I need to start my own thing. God was putting some on your heart. Yeah. But then you had a life changing event in 2015. Your mom was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. Mm -hmm. Right. Know, and man. you moved back, take care of your mom, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. God just lined it up perfectly. So I don't know if you want me to take it over from there. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I want <laughs> one more thing. But think, so basically put everything on hold to go take care of your mom. And then out of that, just it developed a passion, and I'm sure it was there before. We're going to talk about this, about how do I turn this into something positive that I can use everything that you've been through, kind of like what I've done, you know, to go impact lives, right? You started a mentoring right. company. You started WOW yeah. Mentoring. You started the Mind Creates, what you're doing to now. And guys, I just want to share with you a little bit about Will's vision. In the next year, lead 250,000 people to know Jesus. Nope. Oh. 
And you might hear that and go, what? <laughs> man, here's what I love, man. You know what? You throw out a big vision and then you start taking the small steps yes, and amazing sir. in partnership with the father, what those small steps and something that starts small can turn into something big. But Got with it. that, Will, I'd love to turn it over to you and just have you kind of walk us through your journey and I'm going to have some questions along the way. All right. That's fine. Perfect. 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 So honestly, John, I'm going to be honest with the audience as well. My relationship with God was not there prior to the age of 23. I, you know, was only thinking about success, right? Like what the world tells us to actually, you know, get a great job, you know, have the house, have the kids, have the wife, you know, like travel, like, you know, cars, all that. Like I was focused on that. And then when I got like most of those things, my mom was still healthy, my family was good, all of that. I realized I was so unhappy, right? Like you always hear about celebrities like either like killing themselves or like just, you know, turning to drugs or something just to feel something. I truly knew what they meant at that point, like or how they felt. I could feel the empathy. But what it was, was at that moment, I just had a breakdown. I had a honest breakdown and I got on my knees I don't know how I knew to get on my knees, but I did because I'm telling you, I did not have a relationship with God prior to. And I got on my knees and I was like, if this is what life is all about, I don't want to live anymore. Like, I really said that. And God heard me and I heard God. God said, I've been here this whole entire time trying to get your attention and yet you never listen. But now you're ready. And I said, wait, what was that? Who was that? How did that just happen? And I cried. And when like I felt a shift in my spirit, right? I felt it. And I was like, okay, I know that that life was not serving me. Now I'm ready for whatever God has to put in front of me. Cause I like, you just know when it's God, right? Like you just know, all right? I wasn't saved at the time or anything like none of that, but I just knew. And so after that, like I got a promotion from Johnstown, PepsiCo into Atlanta, and that was my third promotion. And that's when I started attending a church called Elizabeth Baptist Church down here, I learned about discipleship. And I also was reading a book, you know, that I recommend people to read who, especially if they're new believers or, you know, they really want to know what it is to live a life with Jesus or a life with God. It's called The Fisherman by Larry Huntsberger. P-E-R-G-E-R, right? Hunts the Perger. The Fisherman. Okay, I have not yeah. read that one. I love phenomenal, good books. Phenomenal fiction book, but it talks about Peter, the Jesus' disciples walk with Jesus, but it makes it in a real way. Like it's not, oh, attend church and, you know, go to these Bible studies and things like that. It's no, I'm experiencing everyday life with this man and I am in love with him and that doesn't mean that I, you know, am liking men. Like I just something about this guy is drawing me towards him, but I don't know what it is and I'm fighting against it. But I know that I want to be a fisherman because Peter was a fisherman, right? So Simon was a fisherman, but then he actually became Peter. Jesus gave him the name, but he was willing to give up his whole entire life, his wife and his fisherman business to now fish for men with Jesus and learn and then became an apostle. And that whole transition was real. And when I was reading that book, I was so in tune because I was like, wow, this is what it feels like to like know Jesus. And just knowing like God gave me the mind craze. God gave me wow mentoring. God gave that to me. He also gave a book to me, which I would love to give to every reader, I mean, every listener, right? That likes to read or listen. <laughs> My book is called It Could Happen to You. By Will Owens. If you type it in on YouTube, you can find the audiobook. I don't care who has it. God told me people are going to lose their jobs. And this was back in 2016. This was back in 2016. God told me people are going to lose their jobs. They're going to lose family members. They're going to lose their homes, right? Their income and everything. And I, William Owens, built my financial plan and I detailed out why I did what I did and how I did what I did. And I just gave that book to as many people as I could. And when I tell you everybody who read the book was able to outlast and thrive in the pandemic, while the people, we saw people losing their jobs and everything. We were creating businesses during the pandemic. 
Like, imagine that getting access to funds and money while everybody else is saying, oh, yeah, there's nothing there. You know, like I was like, this is crazy. But it happened because God knows the plans. It's the perspective the mind creates. Our minds are powerful. John, we talked about it, right? Heal. You said Jesus healed you. But like Jesus, even in his own word, never healed anybody. They healed themselves due to their faith their belief, and their trust in him. Their mind created the scenario, and Jesus just encouraged them with love to experience that scenario that they wanted. He said, your faith has healed you. Your belief has healed you. Then you're healed. Get up and walk. You know, get, talk. And I was like, that's so phenomenal. So when God gave me the mind creates, he's like, whether it's good whether it's bad we are creating all of these scenarios because we are made in his image and we're co-creators john we don't know when genesis opens up what did god do he started off by creating thinking and creating and that's how we are here today and he knows what he created for our futures he knows what created what he created for connections that we're supposed to make and all our job is to do is to walk with purpose and knowing and trusting that we will get everything that we need. Not everything that we want, but everything that we need because it is all according to his plan. You said, hey, walking with God every day, if you do that, life will be good. So I'm going to give it back to you. Ask whatever well, questions. I like that. You know, a friend of mine says, God doesn't give you everything, but he does give you the things that you need. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. And, you know, like at times, you know, when I've gone through stuff, I needed a mentor. Mm -hmm. Right. I needed somebody to come sit by my bed when I was in recovery. Because, yep. like, you know, a lot of my friends stopped coming by. Yep. And new friends came in. He so let, let me ask you, because you work with some, you know what, especially. All right. So you kind of went through the pandemic and you had laid some foundation God had given you some insight. So you were able to go through it well. And I think there's a yes. lot of people that went through it. I think it's a real divergence through pandemic. I really do. I think it's like some people thrived in the pandemic and it yep. turned into like my daughter-in-law. She got fired from her job when they shut down. She was managing a restaurant. Right. And was like completely taken aback. And I said, well, why yeah. don't you come be my virtual assistant? I'm going to need some help. Right. And then I said, hey, you're really good at this. Mm. And I introduced her to a friend. Now, a year and a half later, she has a thriving business and she's teaching. People are paying her to teach them how to be VAs. And she could not be more excited about life. And she doesn't. Yes. She works out of the house. Now, had pandemic happened, that wouldn't have not happened to her. Right. And right. I got other friends of mine that are on the spectrum that their businesses are. I mean, they had a layoff employees they had to shut things down but let me ask you this you know working with so many people what would you say some of the top challenges you know there's a difference between what people want and what they need right mm. what we know they need is to understand who jesus made them to be yes right understand i believe what the kingdom really is right understand the true nature of god when i started yes. to really understand not only who he was, but his relationship to me and then who he created me to be. I got to tell you the level of stress in my life, just man, it slowly evaporated. Yes, man. What a place to be, right? Yes. Yes. Now, but when people show up in front of us as coaches, that is not their awareness, nope. right? There's like, Hey, what do I want? Like nope. right now. So from that perspective, what, are some of those the top ones when when you're sitting down talking with folks? A lot of people, when they come into me, they're like, it's, oh, they're stressed, right? Problems have hit them. And what I've, I've summarized it down to, like you said, they don't know who they are. They're walking without purpose. And then even when it comes down to like the financial stresses, right? So time is very valuable, right? That's a limited resource as of right now. And with that being a limited resource, it's like, how are you spending your time? A lot of people, like one of my business partners, he said, your 50,000 is keeping you away from your 500,000. And I was like, 
had to put that into perspective because he's like, you're working at a job. If you're not doing it with purpose and you're not feeling alive in it, it's going to show in your work and how you do anything is how you do everything. So I started sharing that with my clients, like, like, Hey, if you know who you are and you know what God, like God's given each and every one of us individual gifts and talents and understandings. And we're all supposed to share that with each other and grow together, right? Spread love to one another. But if you are operating out of stress, right? Does that make you really want to be social, right? With other people? Does that make you want to share, right? Like if you're having issues in your own life, you know, do you really want to be vulnerable with other people? No, like at certain times, no. But when we're allowed to actually understand that God will use our weakness so that he can shine through and be our strength, but we just got to go to him first with our pain, our shame, our guilt, our embarrassments, right? Our hurts, our fears. And in return, we will get love, joy, and peace. So I started helping people with their finances, getting their time back, learning what it is to walk with purpose and understanding who they are ultimately and where they're going to go. And man, I call it the 20-minute transformation, right? Because with my clients, I actually talk with them on the phone for 20 minutes. I say, give me whatever problem you want. Just give me a problem. And they're like, what? And so they give me a problem and I record the calls. And by the end of the conversation, completely different person, completely different person. That problem they had, gone. All gone. right. Hey, you want to do something fun? Because I just, do it. I just got an email from a friend of mine. He's a business owner. Okay. And he's in a business... I won't say what it is so people can identify them, but because of COVID, even in Colorado and some of the existing mandates around COVID, it has severely affected two of his companies that he owns. Mm. So making payroll. So here's his biggest challenge, right? And okay. I think this is going to relate to a lot of people is A, it's hard to find right now in this environment, some people to bring into the company to really help. Yeah. For him, it's hard to afford it. Right, right. I get it. Right? I get he it. he yep. needs it. He is so busy now wearing multiple hats. He does not feel like he has time to work in his strengths. Mm. He's up early. He does his morning routine, abiding in the Bible. But then it's like crazy day yep. and he gets through to the night. And they're also, you know, limited with capital. Right. Yep. So I know exactly because I just got this email, but I think this relates to a lot of people. I know exactly how, where I would start the conversation because I think a lot of leaders out there are feeling this a, <laughs> let me summarize what I think the issues are a, all right, I'm listening, developing that next generation of leaders and that talent that's underneath you so that they can do what they're meant to do yep. and give you the space to do what you, only you can do. Yep. Right. The second one is probably in that world, how decisions are being made. Yep. Right. And the third one is really understanding uh, what my slowing down a bit to really understand what my priorities are so that I can actually start to focus on like if I focused in this area, would it make some of the other areas easier? So those are the first things that popped into my mind. What popped into your mind? And then maybe we could actually go through like you and I where he was on the call with us and you and I were coaching him a bit. Will, what do you think? Yeah. And, and, and it is like. As he's going through his struggles, right, it's more so sharing and being vulnerable about those struggles with his, you know, his employees, right? Letting them know, hey, this is what's going on in the business and allowing them to take ownership, right? People can give a little bit more to something they feel a part of. So if he was able to do that and then listen to their opinions, not act like he has to wear all the hats, right? In one of your episodes, I think it was like 372, you talked about delegation mm -hmm. and the power of delegation. You have to trust your people. Talking about like building them up as leaders, right? And developing, right? The next generation, you got to allow people to step up. But you got to coach them through their mistakes. You know, through coaching, through mistakes, you're building the person up. Not, it's not criticism, it's constructive criticism, right? And constructive encouragement. It's like, hey, how would you do this? And that's how I enter into situations. I'm like, if there's ever a problem like that I have, 
I'll always ask a person, what would you do in this situation? Never be afraid to ask questions. No matter if you know the answer, never be afraid because you might learn a new perspective that you never even thought of. So I've taken like that's why with while mentoring, I shut it down and moved over to the mind creates because while mentoring, I was a mentor. But now with the mind creates, I just listen to everybody's minds. And allow them to give me information. So asking the right questions. So you hit on some really good things. You talk about the development, right? You talked about decision making, you talked about priorities. John, is there a difference between doing good and what's right? I really want you to, and if no, I'm I'll not, give it, like the, like I'm thinking about things, right? <laughs> yep. I'll give doing you an example. Good and doing what's right. What that makes me think of is doing the right thing in the right way at the right time, mm-hmm. which for me as a kingdom leader is something I have to do in deep partnership with the father. Yes. And what I'm thinking is my concept of good, because my worldview is good in terms of what God is putting on my heart, but there might be priorities that I have or decisions I make that might not be seen as good in the moment, maybe by my team, or maybe as the best decision, because I've had some counterintuitive decisions. That's the framework that popped into my head. Uh, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. So, right. But you know what this illustrates, though? The, this is the great thing, though. When you're working with a leader, context is so important because you got it. I might ask you a question and have a very different. Now, what was your context when you asked that question? So I learned so much so that, and this is through talking to many different clients, many different leaders, right? Just seeing how people handle things and even asking questions. All right, we got bad, right? We know in our spirit when we're doing bad. Then we got good, and we know what feels good. And then we know what's right through the spirit. And you're like, okay, this is the decision I should make. I know I may hurt feelings. You know, people may hate me or whatever, but this is what's right because it's what God is in my spirit telling me. Now, I could please my flesh and do what's good. And yeah, I may save and may make it through for a couple of days or whatever, but ultimately, I know I don't feel joy. But when you choose right, When you choose what's right, you feel joy, you feel at peace, you feel love from it. And right, John, joy is not happiness. Happiness is fleeting. Joy is everlasting. So when a person makes a decision and they're at peace because they know it's the right decision to make, whether it is a tough decision like let somebody go or I don't know, like make a business decision where it's going to cost some money, doing those things are very, very important. You got to know. I tell people all the time, the Satan, the devil, right, your mind, will tell you when you do a good thing, that that's where he wants you to stay. Because if you do that thing, you're not going to listen to God and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And he will keep you there. And that's where Satan wants people to stay. They're like, oh, I give to people. I, you know, And it's like, is God telling you to do that? In your spirit, you know. Like, Remember the cartoons? Yeah, the white angel, then the red angel, or you know the devil, and you're listening. Yeah, like the uh, what's the wolf that you feed, right? Yep, yep. Right, the good wolf or the bad wolf. Exactly. So you get it, and the right will always have you feeling like joy, love, peace. But that other one, yeah, it may satisfy your flesh for a second, and then you're off from there. So I, the I learned that God's way, right? Kingdom principles, natural laws. Following that will always lead you to love, joy, and peace. And that's why I go to God with my problems every day. If I have a decision to make and I'm saying, what cereal should I eat for breakfast today? I just got to sit there for a second and allow God to tell me which cereal is going to be right for me today. Just sit there, right? People will laugh. Like, you know, the, the audience might be laughing right now, like cereal. It's like, why not? Like, I'm going to include God in every single decision that I make, and he's going to prioritize to me what's important, what way he wants me to go. At least I gave him the opportunity to interact with me in my life. And now through that, we built a stronger connection and friendship, and he knows that I trust him and the insight that he's given to me, and I'm going to go along with it, right? Obedience is powerful. Obedience is super powerful. Well, yeah, and, and Will, what you did there is model 
bringing God into the conversation for everything. Who sat there and maybe you're trying to make a decision and you're just sitting here and you're writing stuff on paper and you're, you're struggling over it. And then I realized, you know what, here's how, what I have to do with these is get everything out of my head. Like I write everything down on paper. Yeah. And then I start yeah. praying. Then I, you know, I'm like, okay, this is a business decision. Do I hire? Yeah. Do I fire this person? What choice do I like? I love your perspective. What is right is a perspective that you bring in to say, what is God's will in this? Yes. Or what is it. God's will that he's doing in the world? Mm-hmm. And what decision moves me into joining and partnering with him in what he's already doing? That's even, that is powerful place. You got and it. You got so it. that's an arrows out, right? That's me serving the Lord. The good is just a framework like, hey, is that for me? Nope. Is that just a selfish desire right now? Nope. And yeah, we all need a break, right? What you know? And guess what? Things can be good and right. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Don't no, don't but take it as right. Yeah. No, I. It's yeah. not. These are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> right, right. But if I understand, like, is that decision just because it's easy for me mm-hmm. right now in the moment? Because some of the stuff we're going through, it's tough. But I love that as a framework because you're right. When I sit down and just. Like the other day, I was struggling with the decision, struggling with the decision. I'm sitting here literally grappling with it for a couple of days. And I realized, how come I haven't just sat down and prayed over this? Here's what <laughs> exactly. I believe, though, is happening, though, mm-hmm. for a lot of you folks out there. And please hear me on this. As people that have raised your hand and said, Lord, pick me, put me on the field of play. Like you're a basketball player, right? There's, there's yep. you, the, the, this finals. I love my favorite time is the last five minutes of the fourth quarter yep. in an NBA game. Man, these guys are all in, and it doesn't yep. matter the score. If it's within 10 points, it can go either way. Yes, it can. These guys are all in. And guess what? You jump on the court and you go, give me the ball. Yep. And there's other guys that jump on the court and say, don't give me the ball. <laughs> Because I'm not the best shooter, but guess what? I can run the best play and create the opportunity. That's right. We have to know our roles. But there's another team that's out there that's preventing you from trying to make that shot yep. and win the game. And I and here's what I truly believe is the level of spiritual warfare as God is moving more powerfully in the world is elevating. Yes. We have to be aware. Like I really think that things are coming into my world to distract me Mm. subtly small things to just pull me away from just sitting in this decision. So I spent three days tithering and I sat down and prayed about it. And I got to tell you, well, it was instantly like yep. everything yep. I had on my paper solved was not, no, it wasn't even the right thing to be thinking about. God said, oh, no, yeah. he's like, no, all this, it was a good exercise. Cause I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to use this to show you why this is not even close to the right decision. God gotcha. gave me an idea. And as soon as he gave me an idea, I'm like, that's it. Yep. And we were off, but I think right now more than ever that habit, seriously, what cereal should I have? Hey, it doesn't take long folks that are out there. You look at your email, you read through it once and you say, Lord, is this yep. honor you? In yep. just this communication. Yep. Hey, I just met with a client and I'm thinking about certain stuff. Lord, anything, can you put anything on my heart? Yep. So I think right now, creating some spiritual disciplines, like anybody out there having a morning routine to read the Bible, to do a devotional, to spend some time abiding. And if you guys know what the word abiding means it's in the bible over and over and over study that and start there just as a something you can do in your life because you are right what i have found is those times if i look back because god's always been there always you know what when i uh had my accident will and i woke up in the ground with my body crushed and i was in pain and all of a sudden god is standing next to me nope Somebody asked me afterwards, did he like come down? Did he like appear? <laughs> what I knew as soon as they asked me the question, which blows me away because he's, he's the God of the universe, right? Yeah. He's omnipotent. Yeah. He's omnipresent. Yeah. Omnipresent yep. means he has been with me my whole life. He's with me right now. He's with right you. Now. Well, everybody right listening, now. he's there with you. That's right. 
all he did was kind of peel back the veil and let me know that he was present. That's right. He didn't pop in. He's like, no. And in that moment, what was washing over me, what was emanating from him as soon as he revealed himself and it had a power and a weight and a force to it was unconditional love. Yes. And I had never understood or felt that ever in my life because we don't get that from other humans. That is an aspirational goal for me. I'll just tell you that right now. And I never got that from growing up. It just right. wasn't my, right? Even though I have some amazing parents, yep. right? Yep. The thing about that, anything and everything you've ever done, good, bad, or otherwise, is not even relevant to the relationship God has with you right now. And he wants you to prosper as your soul prospers. And I think when the times that I've gone through the darkest things, business failures, bankruptcy, personal mm. betrayals from best friends, health challenges. I'm sure you can probably list off a couple here too. Yep. Let me ask you a question. Have you? What I noticed is that when it was the hardest for me, I had the most uncertainty, ambiguity, stress, were those times I almost, because of decisions I'd made or how I'd shown up, that fear, guilt, and shame that the enemy uses. Yep it stopped me or I made a choice. How about this? If I actually, if I, if I want to own it, I was making a choice to use that, those decisions to stop me from going back to Papa and just saying, I need help. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Right. How about you? Yeah. And, and honestly, you're hitting it on the head because I've noticed that so many people, they don't, they get distracted, right? They go to their friends, they go to the parents, they go to other resources, and they never go to God. But yet God knows the solution to all, right? Because I don't know if fear holds them back. It, it could be confusion. They're like a, a mistrust, right? Or they don't, they say they have a relationship, but they really don't with God. And, and all in all, with doing that, like I've learned, I only help those who have hit rock bottom. I want that to sink, sit in with you. Now, remember, Peter was, Jesus said, hey, you are the rock, right? The foundation on which I will build my church. Why did he say that? Well, Jesus said that to Peter because Peter, at that time, right, he was going to betray Jesus. Now, when you betray Jesus by saying, I don't know this man, after you done spent so much time with him, Oh, you're going to hit rock bottom within earshot. Like he you're knew gonna... that his friend knew or the, right. Because this was more than a rabbi and son of God. They were also friends, friends, best Think of friends. your best friend, best the guy friends. that you can't wait to go hang out this weekend and, you know, shoot some hoops with, or hang out in the backyard and talk about life with. I mean, that was the relationship Jesus had with the disciples. Yep, and hitting rock bottom after you said, I don't know my best friend, and people seen you guys together, you got probably pictures together, right? Memories you shared, and they're like, I don't know him. And it's like, wait, hold on, wait, what? One time, yeah, second time, I don't know him. Second time, third time, you did it again? Oh, wow, you're really saying you don't know me, you have nothing to do with me? That just, that will eat your spirit up inside. And through that vulnerability, that transparency, and hitting rock bottom, Peter was so hurting that he was ready to be introduced to God, right? Like to grow that relationship and to repent and, you know, make, make way for all his failures and grow. Now, and I tell people like, I don't hit, I don't work with people until they hit rock bottom because I don't want you thinking you're doing it yourself. When you're at rock bottom, there is nobody but God who can bring you back. And it's an amazing experience when he does. It's so phenomenal. I've been there rock bottom myself. People are like, why don't you help this person, right? Like, that's your family member. I'm like, they're not ready yet. They're like, what? This, you know, they're struggling. They're, you know, they need money or whatever. And you got it. And I'm like, yeah, they're not ready yet. If I give them the money, they're going to think it's for me. I said, it will come to them when they're ready. And they're like, what? Like, I can't believe that. You say you believe in God. I say, yeah. And God's telling me be patient. Because he's not done with them yet. They got a couple more rings on a ladder to fall to hit rock bottom. 
Well, think about this, right? How many of you out there have been in a place where well-meaning people come up to you to give you unsolicited advice? <laughs> and the reason that it is, it annoys you because it, it annoys me oftentimes. <laughs> it's because, you know, guess what? I'm not ready. Yeah. Either A, it's not relevant. Yep. Or B, it's absolutely on point, but either I'm just not ready or willing or maybe even able to hear it yep. at that point. Yep. But you know, a great thing that you can do, though, some of you um, advice givers, which I'm part of Advice Givers Anonymous. It's been a 12-step program to help wow. me break the habit. But it's something Will talked about before is you can ask questions because when you can take a challenge that you can see clearly that you think somebody might be unaware of mm. instead of telling them about that if you can ask questions to create awareness yes yeah like hey you know what john you've been struggling with this for man it just seems like the last year whenever you have to make a decision it just feels like it's like this like momentous thing like there's drama you know hey what causes that nope right? Like that's an observation or you could even make it, right? What in the past has worked for you when you do make a decision? That's not you telling me how to make a decision. You're actually forcing me to use my brain. And all of a sudden I might go, dude, I, you know what? I'm trying to please all of these people and I can never figure it out. Then don't jump into there because there might be something a couple layers deeper than that. Like, oh, yep. well, here, yep. let me tell you yep. how to not have to please everybody. That was kind of my default, right? I was a hey, teller. Yep. And when I can help anybody in their life, whether you're a parent, husband, father, you're in business, you can start shifting and asking more questions. Man, you can start discipling your peers who don't even know Jesus just from that shift right there. But the other thing you can do is maybe start asking yourself some of those questions. Yes, sir. Yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. You got to do internal, you man, accountability. Right. Like internalizing and looking at yourself before you start seeing flaws in other people. you got to look at yourself. And every day I'm honest about my flaws. I'm honest about my flaws. And it works so well to my advantage. Right. Because I'm not perfect. And as I show up as a not perfect person, <laughs> you think I can give grace and mercy to other people as I go throughout the day and then show them love. And, you know, somebody will say I had a couple of people say, oh, you're not. You're not empathetic. I was like, I'm very empathetic. And I'm very empathetic. I'm not sympathetic. Sympathetic is you want me to feel the feeling with you. And I'm not choosing to do that. But I am empathetic. I can understand what you're going through because I've been through something similar. But I will not allow you to stay where you are. When somebody, like, if a homeless person, right? I can understand what it feels like to be homeless. I Like, there's times I slept in my car. You know what I'm saying? And or like didn't have a place or car to sleep in. And, and I'm like, hey, can I go anywhere? Right. And I'll just sit on this bridge. because I'm not asking for help. But at the same time, I knew that I was not going to stay there. While some other people are not just is not ready yet. Right. They're willing to sit there and stay there for as, however long it takes. And I don't interfere because God will tell me who to talk to, when to talk to them, the way to talk to them and ask questions like you said to judge their awareness levels and see if they're ready. But, you know, some people just like to struggle. And I believe that the listeners of this podcast are the ones who want to make a change in their lives. You don't listen to a leadership podcast, right? With faith-based learning and information and say, I want to stay the same. No, you want to grow. And I believe that people will definitely grow from this episode, right? And it's all about transparency, vulnerability, being willing to create a real relationship, right? It's, it's not about oh, 100%. religion. So here's a thought that just popped into my head. So think about this. You know, a lot of these challenges we're talking about, right? Stressed, not knowing what to do, not feeling like you have enough resources. All yes. this. Here's a question for you. When you started with whatever you're doing now, the company or your job or a new relationship was, was it your goal to be in the place that you're feeling right now? That's you're struggling with. That's a great was that question. your goal? That's and guess what? Question. Here's what I found is when I got myself in 
myself. I did it all to myself and I got my into myself into quite a jam. What I realized was over many trials and errors that the thinking that got me into that jam, which is still my thinking that I have, I couldn't get out of that jam without somebody's help. And that was working with a coach that was digging deeper into my relationship with the Lord, but I had to make some shifts like you're talking about, right? The mind matters. You're talking about the mind creates. It is so powerful. What we think, what we feel, we have to start digging in and reframing God. Why did Jesus say, I want you to transform your mind to the mind, to what my mind, the mind of Christ. Yep. And it's in that transformation and taking ownership of where we're at, at times is really hard to do, but I know that for myself, I can't do that alone. I would just tell everybody out there listening, I want to give you hope because both Will and I, we didn't get, I know you've been through some serious valley time. So have I, (laughs) but guess what? There was always a path out over time. Even yes, when sir. sometimes it was really dark and I could barely see where to take that next small step. Oh. And all of a sudden, you know what? It was, you know, all it the was light. gone, right? Yep. But I just kept following, you know, it says God's light will be a lamp into my feet. And I just yes, had sir. to trust that that next small step in this dark, scary forest was leading me to someplace. I'm not even going to say safe, but I'm going to say better. Yeah. So I would just tell everybody out there, I would just encourage you, find a coach to work with. Yeah. Talk to somebody about what you're doing. You know what? If you have that thing like, well, I would never share with anybody human that I did this. Nope. Um, right? The fear, the guilt, the shame of maybe nope. some of the decisions you made, right? I think it's so important for us, especially as men, to intentionally develop relationship. In addition to the one you have with God was another human that you can share some of this stuff with and talk about. And if you don't have that in your life, happy to help you find something like that. For me, a lot of times it's been a coach, a pastor, a counselor, a therapist. Like I've had, like, I'm not shy about the fact that I've had some dark days and I reached out for help because I knew I couldn't put this in context with what was going on in my head. And I needed somebody that understood the Lord and understood maybe psychology or depression or mm-hmm. some of anxiety attacks and help. And me. these are real things. It, these, these are real, real things. things. This is not like I have a bad prayer life or yep. I'm under, you know, demonic attacks. Like, no, yep. my brain chemistry has changed because the amount of stress that I've endured over such a long period of time because of decisions I made. Yep. I mean, flat out. I want to say I'm super proud of you for admitting that because like they're like, I say even myself, right? Been through depression, anxiety. And, you know, I look like a functioning depressant. Like, you know, like I, I look as, as if everything was okay during that time frame, but it wasn't, right? My my relationship with God wasn't always great. And, you know, but once I stepped away and then I reconnected, I was like, I'm never leaving this relationship again because I know what depression feels like and I don't want to go back. But God was saying with your depression, right, with your anxiety, with all the issues you're facing, the mistrust, the distrust, right, the confusion, give that all to me. And as I did, he led the people, the humans, right, into my life that could help me to when I could learn to build trust, right? Learn to be open, learn to be transparent. Like I'm doing this right now with you on a, on a podcast telling you I didn't believe in God, you know, before the age of 23, like, how am I so able to do that? Well, it's because God has been working within me to help me be transparent because there may be other people that feel that exact same way. They're like, yeah, talking to God or praying. Like I, I look at people who pray over their foods, nothing wrong with that. And they'll look at me like, why aren't you praying over your food? You say you believe in God. I'm like, I'm in constant communication with him all day, every day. He knows I'm thankful for this food, right? I don't need to pause what I'm doing to now pray. And like, no, he knows I'm thankful for him waking me up, be getting in the car, arriving safely, eating this food, going to bed. Like, I am so thankful for it all. Like, we are never, like, not in communication now. I take him with me everywhere. Well, he comes with me everywhere because, you know, he's always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> How do people connect to you? It's themindcreates.com, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And how else can they connect with you? Is there any other places? 
Yeah, so on Facebook, it's Will Owens. And then on Instagram, it is Will underscore Owens. Um, yeah, I, you type in that, uh, you'll find me for sure, 100%. Um, and, you know, I really love connecting with people, right? Because as I mentioned to you, John, Dr. Miles Monroe, he said this, and this really hit me in my core. Mm. He said, if I, right, as in him, right, Dr. Miles Monroe, Dr. Miles Monroe did not be obedient, if he was not obedient to God and following through with that mission of, you know, helping change other people's lives and transform other leaders, he said, imagine how many lives wouldn't have been changed. And I really had to think about that. And I said, this man, he has changed millions of, life, of lives. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. And if he was not there, I can only tell you where my life would have been. Like, I'm like, wow, I go to him every day to listen to his word because it's so real and rich and pure that I'm just like this. If I'm reading the Bible and I like, I need a break from the Bible, right? I need some real life, right? Like some real life word, like of current day times. I just throw on a Dr. Miles Monroe YouTube video and I just listen. And I'm like, what? Like, and it could be something, you know, if you hear something one time and you hear it from your perspective at that time, then you listen to it again and you're in a new mindset. You just hear different things. And every single time I throw on Dr. Miles Monroe's, one of his videos, I hear new things. And I'm just like, wow, this is phenomenal. So I just want to encourage people to truly, if, it, if the Bible isn't working, pray to God and tell him the Bible isn't working right now and let him provide to you the resources that will work for you so that you can get from that, that bottom, the rock bottom, and then start making your way, following the light to start building yourself back up again. Cause that's all he wants, right? Love, joy, and peace. He wants us to be, you know, walking in happiness and, you know, feeling really great. But we gotta want that for ourselves. We gotta love ourselves and be honest with ourselves. God is always truthful. God is always truthful. Wow, man, what a great way to wrap up. God is always truthful. And think about this, like, I love what you just said there, right? Like, hey, you you know what? I, I've had those times, right? You, you like you open the Bible, you read the Bible, it just like feels like, man, it's just routine. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's either a routine or you're looking at the words, you just feel like this does not even feel relevant. Yeah, I agree. you know what? And that and don't you like listen, guys, we have to here's kind of our family motto: excellence is the standard in what we do and how we do it, but grace is the word. Mm. we have to give ourselves some grace. Like if you say, well, you know what? I'm reading the Bible, but it's not speaking to me. So maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe mm. it's my faith. Maybe I'm not one of those guys that the Bible is talking to or about. Mm. And I'm just telling you right now, that is not how the father talks to you. Not at all. That is not, not the father's voice. I, I want you. That is a fact. Nope. And if you can find somebody like Will or somebody like me and come and just yep. say, you know what? I love that you shared that, man. Like this ain't working for me. Could I talk to you for a second? Yep. And maybe God uses somebody, you know what? I believe God uses other people to answer prayers. Oh yes, all the time. All so the he's time. out there. He's just waiting for you to ask and say, I want to hear God's voice. Yep. I so desperately want to build a relationship with God. I want to be in that place where I just feel like I know what's right. Yes. More often, not all the time, but maybe because I'm newer at this. Nope. And you lift that up to Lord and say, Lord, this is my desire in my heart. Yes. He does not want to withhold that from you. And you know what he's going to do? You probably just heard this interview and you're like, I got to call this guy, Will. <laughs> Will gets me. And you have a conversation with Will in 20 minutes. You're like, man, um, yeah. why didn't I figure, why didn't I call this guy <laughs> 10 years ago? But I just heard about him. You're like, well, guess what? You might not have been ready. Not a, yeah, you might have been that person that's ready. making excuses and you don't oh. want any advice, but now you've gotten to that place, like you said, right? You're at that bottom and you're, you have a mo internal motivation to just take that step up and out. And all you need is somebody to grab your hand and kind of help get to you the next step, not to give you anything but to show you and help you how to take that step on your own. Mm. That is a very different skill. Woo. 
empowerment empowerment versus enabling yes when the when the student is ready the teacher appears john this has been a pleasure brother thank you so much for the opportunity and i'm telling you hey millions of lives are definitely going to be changed from this hey we're going to lives i i absolutely see that (laughs) we're going to hit our goals like it it has to happen it has to it's already written it's already written hey and everybody out there i want you to just do me a favor for this one episode this was just, Will, thank you for being here. Take this episode, you just listened to it, you're at the end of it, and just right now, somebody's name just popped into your head, I, I'm confident. And just forward this right off your app to one person and say, I think this would bless you. Nope. Here, I just listened to this, go ahead and, I don't usually do this, but I just feel like God's putting something on my heart right now, that there's something that was said, I think that Will shared, it was part of this conversation that there is somebody right now that just needs maybe either a little bit of hope. They need to maybe hear just the realness of what Will shared and in a way that might be that holding them on, you know, for someone to just either holding on to the last rung of the ladder or they're at the top of the ladder. And it's the one thing that helps them to like get back onto just solid ground. I don't know where they're at, but they're they're You know, it's always a spectrum, but yes, sir. guys do that. And let me know. I'd love to hear from you. When you forward it to your friend what they said, and if there's anything Will or I can do to serve you, support you, encourage you, reach out. We, we both of us. So how do people get in touch with you? The website is, uh, is there contact the, stuff on your website, right? Yes. The contact yeah. information is on the website. And then like I, just info at the mind creates if they need to send an email info at the right? Email, but like I'm open, right? So you got Facebook, Will Owens. Instagram, Will underscore Owens. You got the website, themindcraze.com. You got the email, info at themindcraze.com. I will personally reach out to you. This is what I was meant to do. I know my purpose. I know what I'm serving. And I am committed to it 100,000%. So like I said, John, we are blessed. And you know, you will have a very long life full of success. Keep pushing on. I want to encourage you to keep pushing on. I can't wait to connect with you, you know, in real life. <laughs> I'll see you down at the battery in uh, a couple of weeks. Yes, and then we'll sir. Have to report. We'll have to take some pictures and post them on the website. Of course, of course. And you got to meet my buddy Terrence. You got to meet, well, I got so many people. We're going to need to do a little bit of a gathering. Yeah. Because everybody out there probably knows I'm a bit of an extrovert. So I love creating hey, some I'm gatherings. For I'm for it. I'm an ambivert. When I'm, with, when I'm with the people I feel comfortable around, I turn out to be an extrovert. But otherwise, I'm an introvert, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I need my quiet time. Yep. But uh, all right, man. Keep knocking them alive out there, Will. And everybody out there listening, thank you for being part of this incredible community. Go reach up to God. Reach out to other yes. people in your life. Give them and serve them. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, John. Thank you, everybody. 